Okay. So um, where we were last game was after you guys did the fight at the local bar where you got to see the poverty of the people. You also got to speak to Sir Rory as he gave you the rundown of the diplomats that would be at tonight's event. Now, while you have never been at one of these events, you know that they occur about once a month. While they were going on, you normally would have probably stayed at uh, Siobhan's family's house, which is not incredibly far from here, spent the night, and the next night probably just returned to your guys' rooms here. So, one of those <laughs> things you've experienced in not attending, and this is the first time that you would have attended such a thing. Okay. Okay. So right now you all should be on the Windbreak Keep map. Um, you see uh, Sir Rory um, coming up to the gates with all of you. Um, um, all of you, I imagine, have also had the opportunity to uh, bathe and change your clothing after the fight since that happened in the early afternoon. And this is probably going to be 7 or 8 at night, maybe even later at like maybe 9, 30, 10 if you guys had a little bit more cleanup you wanted to do. Um, as you guys walk in, um, uh, you uh, see um, the Night Windy kind of doing the normal call-outs um, for, for you guys entering. Everyone else that you see on the map is already here. Um, as you put your cursor over some of them, you will see their names. Um, and feel free to kind of go in and, um, the lights are flickering, as you can tell, with the, the torch aspects. There is light refreshments and wine being served pretty heavily as the diplomats are kind of talking towards one another. Um, a few of them kind of make note as you enter, but, um, they definitely seem to be deeper in conversation than... Um, stopping every moment of like, ooh, who are these people? Mm -hmm. The game is paused, so we can't move our people. Thank you. And as Gregory comes in, he is going to just stand on the opposite side of his mom, kind of like guarding the other side of the door. And Sir Rory goes and sits next to an empty seat next to Lord Connor, uh, next to Lady uh, Autumn Walsh. I can't see where to move, so move me somewhere. Okay. I'm going to try to do something for Jen's benefit as this is so locked into seeing these people. Um, I am going to change the initial view. Okay. Now, Jen, if you leave this location and return to it, it should actually just have you on the entourage people so you can put your cursors over them. Okay. 
Let me. I have to wait for it to load the other view and then mm -hmm. come back. Okay, yeah, it's moved me up. So I can see the entourage people now. Is there any rhyme or reason to why some people have backgrounds of blue and some people have uh, squares of red and some have squares of yellow? I have been inconsistent in character creation. That is the rhyme or reason. Got it. <laughs> I just was like, oh man, like some theoretically, it it. Uh, when you guys get to combats, it actually says people who are openly aggressive, who are undetermined, and who are neutral. Okay. Um, the problem is, I as I was building a lot of these, like almost all of them, I think are, are yellow for neutral. Um, like Sir Rory and the Duchess are blue because, but like Aiden being red is probably he should not be listed as an enemy, but neither is. Sir, um, Sir Edmund. Yeah, that's why I was just kind of wondering if it was significant or not. Oh, I, I, I will give you a heads up when it is more significant. Got it. Um, but in this open conversation right now, it is not particularly. Um, I will, uh, if people want to kind of do some roles to get some perceptions or listening conversations, I'm happy to also entertain those. Um. Well, my first question is, uh, is that actually my cousin that I'm standing next to? Is, yes, or is that just an avatar you were using? Nope. These are actually, all the, all the icons here are the actual people there. All right, I'm going to go say hello to my cousin. Um, uh, okay. What, what are you going to start your initiation as? Just, uh, you know, politely go walk up and say greetings, uh, Sir Almond. It's been so long since I've seen you. It's a pleasure to, to, to see you here again. Yes. Um, I wish it was under more pleasant circumstances. Is he My... friendly? Is he what? What do you want me to roll for that? Um, so are you trying to... Um, I guess I'm going to ask you this. Are you trying to create a new relationship with him? Or are you trying to rely on your past? Well, I mean... Because it's a different role. Because this is my 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 maternal cousin. So I'm walking in the door with presuppositions on our relationship. Okay. So I I would like you then to just roll an awareness at, with a, your bonus on empathy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Nice. Okay. So wasn't a let me confirm that that rolled right yeah it did and you lost the one which was great um okay you have a cordial relationship but you've kind of looked up a little to him i'm going to say when you're doing intrigues against him he is amenable okay okay so on your combat intrigue form 
if you want to do intrigues, you would click amenable, and then you would click what type of thing you want to do on him. Okay. Um, is there a nifty place where you can keep the that yeah. detail? Um, like, I would personally put them under like an ally thing. So, like, I'm gonna write I if I drag right now. Uh. If I drag him to your allies, mm -hmm. and then I just say, AD, we'll do for right now, and then I'll close that, so... Oh, there he is. A-M-I-A. -A. So then we can just go here. Oh. A-M-I-A. -A. Whatever. I can't see, actually. Actually, I know a way to do that. Go combat intrigue. Here we go. A M I A B L E. Okay, so now you would click save. Now you see it has the guy and it says what they are. Okay, I like that. So anytime that you want to do one of those, you can just drag them over and then we can figure out what they are so you have reference. Um, Siobhan. After the conflicts with your that that have been brought up before your father recently, he's called he called all the banners here two weeks ago, and then asked Count Wycliffe to have the diplomats set on a naval journey around. One moment, sure. Thank you. Um, I went with them on Wycliffe's ship to speak to them about the natures of banditry and the. The rise of peasant conflicts. I know such aspects are not amenable to your... How do I put it? Sensibilities. But it is sadly why we are here. Well... I unfortunately had a, a rather unpleasant uh, reminder that that's the reality of what's going on right now just this afternoon but I'm, I'm pleased to see that you're here what are your thoughts on what's going on he kind of gets a, a little closer than you're used to but he mm -hmm. is definitely doing it so it is not an open conversation mm -hmm. um, he's like I fear if Connor can't to show the diplomats that he has made progress in pushing back banditry that other domains may feel necessary to either call the Imperial Army here to do it or send their own troops in, which might make your father lose land and possibly even banners. Oh, sorry, your, your, your uncle, not your father. Yeah, I got it. Is the situation so dire? It has become so public. You understand it is more perception. I have no doubt that in the wild lands of Covengard, bandits are just as active as they are here. But the fact our domain is small and more public in the aspect of the naval activity that goes through it, it's 
it creates pop. It creates rumors people like saying. Perception. Everyone believes that if we can't control it, that we are lawless. And that, our, that my uncle cannot control his own lands. And we have created a perception here of openness towards diplomats, so everyone gets to hear what we're doing. Different domains only allow diplomats in very certain areas, so the greater public don't know what happens in the entirety of the domain. It is the reason that Connor had Wycliffe had the diplomats go on the sailing journey, so he would be able to speak to all of you, I imagine, and prepare a plan to publicly clear up parts of the domain. Well, if he has a plan, it, it hasn't been openly shared with us. What he shared with us was time for you all to grow up, go out there, start showing that you, you all can prove yourself to this domain and help clearing it up. Go figure out things to do and best of luck. Siobhan, if someone else asks you for their plan, I would say yes. <laughs> well, I would publicly not say say I would I would publicly say to anyone else, is there a plan? Of course there is. But you are my cousin. My father himself worries there is not a plan, as he is a border state. He is afraid of what type of independence he would have if White Star invaded. I understand. But your father, along with all the other banners, are the reason that my cousins and I are now here tonight. And that's why that conversation happened. You all want us to be more active, so here we are. I will. We were, are going to need as much help from all of the banners as we as we can get because, well, we are young and my cousin over there. I'm going to glance over at uh, Carrick, just is 16 and is more inter interested in his books than has been informed on what's going on. So the more you can assist us, particularly him. The better the, this might go along, go in the long run. Is this an open conversation that all of us can hear? I would say if you're sitting next to them, you can, and you are. <laughs> yeah, but okay. he did lean in, so I mean, it's probably yeah. she. He probably heard his name, but maybe not hear all of it. I just don't think she'd be so frank if she could. No, no, like, no, no. This is yeah. we're leaning in, whispering, yeah. cousin talk. But yeah. if he's sitting right next to us, he's probably he not. And I'm also totally up for, he has a notice skill on his awareness. So I'm going to roll that to see if he heard. And he, yeah, he got, he got a success. So he's hearing a majority of it. Um, but I would not say that like Laura on the other side of the table would be hearing. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I'm, um, I'm going to lean in and say, um, while while any any and all um, help would be uh, much appreciated, I wouldn't um, 
Actually, I'll stop there. Yeah, any and all help would be appreciated. Um, I think what you're describing sounds like it's uh, uh, can become a dire situation if it's not already. And um, what uh, any advice would be much appreciated. Well, go ahead. He he kind of now starts speaking more openly and 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 can be heard easily. He's not like whispering in Siobhan's ear anymore. Um. He says, while Deerholt is a renowned aspect of brigands and thieves, there is also much banditry that is happening on the roads. Even if you were to gather enough to ride to our domains, I have no doubt you would see action and be able to clear up a bit of the roads to aid in trade. And um, your mother, Siobhan, because she's across from there, says, has trade truly been interfered? Everything I've heard, it's just the the little folk that have been saying that there's been conflict and issue. I haven't heard that the, tr the, the, the true merchants there have been affected. And wouldn't they have been affected first by all this crime? And uh, Wycliffe is like sitting next to her and is like, if trade has already been hampered on the sea, I cannot imagine it has not been hampered on the roads. But maybe from your wealth, you do not understand what happens to the entirety of your community. And you kind of get the idea that Sir Kincaid is like trying to like keep his wife from putting her foot in it. But he's a little slow on her. her, her she's, she's fast on the draw and he's just like, uh... As long as she doesn't say eat cake, we're we're still on the <laughs> we're on the plus. Mother, I Mother, believe that you will find that the even the small folk have a perspective that will be helpful in understanding the greater situations of the larger king of uh, the larger territory. Isn't that right, Carrick? Nudge, nudge. The small po the small folk are the are that which we all depend on to get all of the tasks done um, that allow us to get done greater tasks. And if they're being affected, then it will trickle up to us faster or slower. It will affect us. <coughs> it is our duty to protect them. And our duty to investigate if they say that there's an issue. Across from you, uh, Sir Adrian Becker says, I would see the small folk very similar to the weather. Sometimes the weather can grow crops, and other times it can freeze men to death. You cannot control the small folk. Merely hope that the weather goes into your way. And next to him, uh, Sir Rias says, Here, here. And they have a, a drink in the aspect of you can't control the small folk. Very like, weighty, pleaty. I like to make an awareness roll just so I just try to understand the rest of the conversations happening around me as well to see what I can pick up on. Okay. You want to roll that? Yeah, we'll notice coming to use. Yeah, if you have a notice, I'm, I'm going to let you definitely use that as a bonus. Okay. Um, a 10 is solid. 
Um, I'm going to give like a two sentence descriptions on each of the key conversations, and you can then decide which one you want to kind of deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so Autumn, uh, Lady Autumn at the top is talking to uh, Rory and Connor over the idea that well, White Star's uh, banditry has has o- has only recently increased. Many people feel it's because of bandits finding Silver Ridge to have poor pickings that are coming to the rich domains of White Star. Dang. Out. <laughs> Not only do we Ooh. suck, but we let them run wild. That's bug. And um, the kind of response uh, next to the Marquise underneath her is like, the problem with banditry is they, they, they need to be enlisted for positive sources. If you, if you enlisted these men who just need food for their families as soldiers for the church, we, we, we could easily kill two birds with one stone here. <laughs> um, that is one key conversation going. And the Duchess is theoretically like in that conversation, but she's just not talking. Okay. Now, the other side of the conversation is uh, the Duchess uh, Marinda. I'm sorry, uh, Lady Caroline and uh, the Viscount are having a conversation um, in a foreign language that is not um, the kind of quasi ancient elven tongue. They are speaking in something that can be discerned as a um, language of the seafaring people of the South. Mm. Um, they seem quite entertained by it, though. Like, they're laughing. You can't hear what's being said, but there is laughter. Now, if you go back to the other side, Rhonda Ferguson, Stefan Smirnoff, and uh, Reese Barrett, before he gave the toast to the other guy, um, they're having a conversation about trade across the river and the idea that... Um, what is the value really for the canal trade to the ocean? The greatest aspect is internal trade on the canal. With all the conflicts happening on the ocean edge, we do not necessarily feel that there is so much need to push forward. And um, it is an idea that the Pearlstone lady is saying, and Reese Barrett and the Coven Guard guy are kind of disagreeing with. Well, and remind me if I'm wrong. Well, can I hear them, or is this only what uh, Kate can hear? You want to you want to roll a perception if if you have notice, you can. I get as long yeah. as you essentially break an eight, you get the same data. Yeah, hold on. Wait, what is okay? It's not. I don't have notice. It's what did you say? It, it is awareness. Awareness. Okay. I'm like, what is the default? What would you call it? And I you did not rolled, get it. I only rolled two. I have three dots. You die. only have two. You have three dots? Oh. Yeah, it says 3D. Oh. Let me go look. I mean, I'm um, looking right at it. I, that's not what I'm looking at. So just give me a sec. Okay. Um, You're listed as having a wound. I will remove that. Try it again. Oh. There we go. Yep, you got a nine. Okay, yep, you're good enough now. So, yep, you hear all the things he does. 
<clears throat> okay, so Montmere is still is saying because that's what who Reese is, correct? Yes. They're saying like it is imperative that they control the river because they're the ones who are thinking of invading our southern land, right? Right. That they that they're essentially saying that ocean to river connection is vital to the nature of the canal, while Pearlstone is saying. All that really is necessary for the canal is if internal people trade with internal people faster. And essentially, Montemir and Covengard are both saying, no, no, the ocean's vital. Pearlstone, take a step back. <laughs> you landlocked landlubber, you just <laughs> hold your horses. Um, definitely uh, Adrian, the uh, diplomat for the Imperial um, seat, is definitely just putting quibs into everyone's conversation. He's not initiating a conversation. Mm -hmm. And Wycliffe is also being pretty quiet and gruff. Those are the key conversations that are happening for anyone who got their awareness of eight or above. Is that typical sorry, of Wycliffe? Oh, sorry, is that typical of Wycliffe? Like, do we know of that? Or is he usually jovial and he's being a Grouchosaurus tonight? He he's a much more rough and tumble Grouchosaurus kind of guy. He's like, I kick ass. I don't want to come to these diplomatic meetings, but I run a house. Got it. Okay. I just want to make sure that it wasn't like, no, no, he's known for his joviality and suddenly he's all honked off. Well, I'll say this too. He has a much better attitude when he's on the water. Sure. Yeah. So if, in your entire life, you probably were on the water with him, and he seemed like a fairly nice guy, but he's always been kind of an ass on, on land. Got it. And uh, the quips this guy's throwing around, is he just, like, making little jokes? Is he throwing fire, I mean, oil on the fire? What, what kind of comments is he making? Um, he's definitely pushing the imperial opinion when other people are, like, Oh, it's up in the air, and he'd be like, "Well, this is what the emperor thinks." Mm. Okay, well that makes sense. Um, and so that's why he was like, "Poverty is poverty, whatever. You can't control these people. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad." He's not out of touch or anything. Um, I. I would let people roll a cunning roll against him off of Decipher um, to kind of get really what he's doing in his quibs. What roll? It's uh, cunning with a bonus of Decipher, if you have it. I'm not paying. I have not been paying attention to all <laughs> these like the others, so I will not be rolling. Cause... Okay. Caden got a 17. That's rock and roll. I do not yeah. have Decipher, but I have Cunning. Is it okay if I still yeah. roll? Yeah. Okay, Everyone can roll. Good. If I give a bonus, it's just if you have it. Okay. Well, not... Everyone got a success. Um, Caden got two. That crazy. Um, so, Caden... Well, I'm going to give you what... We're first going to give what Carrick and Layla get. Basically, he... He's trying to actually stop unification. To stop the bandits. Huh. But he's not doing it openly. He's just... When one guy seems strong, he kind of knocks them down a peg. Okay? Caden, mm -hmm. with your incredible role, 
Because he wants to bring imperial troops in here and create a martial law. Yeah. And if you guys can't solve your problem, oh, you know, I, some of his key friends are going to be probably marching in that army. <laughs> and you can't really stop it if the Imperial Army comes. It's, they're the Imperial Army. Right. I mean, you could stop um, it, but then you're at war! Right. I also would note that he has two rings of the tested on his uh, left hand. Mm. So he's at least risked his life for education. And what do I roll to make a snappy comeback? Is that persuasion? Um, I'd is your snappy comeback mm -hmm. truthful? Well, no, it's going to be um, subtle and underhanded like his, telling him um, that the Empire doesn't have to worry because that Silver Ridge is more than capable and it is currently um, starting its plans to take care of this problem. Um, I will let you, and you're trying to make it that you look good? Like, okay, yeah. like click yeah. the combat and intrigue section. And you see how you... What was that? Okay, there it is. Okay. Now, his deposition, by the way, is dislike. Mm -hmm. So click on dislike. Mm -hmm. And then pick the technique on the side you want to do. And then you roll. If you're telling the truth, it's persuasion. If you're lying, it's deception. Okay. okay. And then you click that. And that's, that is the quick and dirty of your doing intrigue combat. All right. So if I wanted so him I to know that I know what he's doing, it would be taunt. Instead yes. of like charm or convince. Taunt. Okay. Yep. Click the numbers. Click the numbers. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> You're going to see your the number highlight. There you go. Okay. You got 10. Okay. You got 14. Wow. Um, so you're like, well, the ebbs and tides of the nature of people is also probably the ebbing and tiding of the Imperial Army's recruitment. As do they not come from the small folk? And uh, he kind of like looks at you like, well, I guess they do. Well, I guess they do. <laughs> He's like, you can't, you can't judge these small folk. It's like, yeah, but don't you pull from the small folk? Oh, right. Damn. And you, you drop your Imperial Army comment just to show like, I know what you're doing, buddy. Um, I am going to do a roll as that was such a good roll of like, if you've gotten people's attention. Um, you would like what? I'm going to do a roll that is going to see if he's gotten the table's attention because he got such a good kind of taunt on him. Yeah, at a 2d6, you got an 11. Everyone kind of stops talking and, and, and looks at the at the Bastard of Silver Ridge.
as 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 the silence extends, Wycliffe tries to kind of like pull you out of it and says, "Um, while it is important to always understand, well, an imperial army walks on its feet. There sadly is no imperial navy to save us from all conflicts, foreign and domestic." Yes, yes. Like, he's, like, tries, trying to, like, at least get the attention off of you because it doesn't look like you actually wanted that attention as what Wycliffe's trying to do. Okay. Um, I mean, unless he did. Like, yeah, if you, but he, that's why he let the silence land to see if he was going to say something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. so on my end of things, mm-hmm. how is the conversation sh- shaping up? Do you want me to roll? Who are you trying to do an intro? I'm still, I'm still on my end, on the end of the table with my cousin and all that, when all that group. What are you trying to compel him? What, I need you to tell me. I just want to know what conversation is happening at that end of the table. I've already given you the conversation. That time period is now every other piece. So, unless you'd like to get some information out okay. of him, I need you to contribute. So I deliberately was not involved in that in, that part of the conversation because I was I'm involved in this end of the table. I was allowing yes. other people to have game stuff. They've Absolutely. been listening in while this is all happening. Has there been anything else different happen? This has not been several moments of conversation up to the point of dead silence. Okay, while everyone was talking and he was doing that listening was when you were talking to Henge. Then, the moment you've had that conversation, that period of time has occurred, then you all hear, uh, uh, why his name is not flooding on his sheet. Give me a second. Always for everyone. Update. You hear Caden say that thing and conversation stops. There's not other data. Okay. What I needed to know. What is the, is there any reaction of anyone at our table that I can notice to Caden in particular making a comment and everybody kind of going silent? Like, especially with my aunt and my uncle, people okay. who would be invested in that. Um, I will, I will let you do a cunning decipher to, um, pick up what they're thinking about these things and their reactions. Okay. Purple. Um, good roll. Um, that was pretty great. Um, Henge seems to believe that the Imperial Army is probably going to come no matter what you do, but if you've been successful before they march in, they will likely un- put themselves underneath uh, your guys's military control because you're the locals. Mm-hmm. Um, your mom is completely naive on the level of conflict that these people are talking about. Yeah. Um, Sir Kincaid believes it's real, but he doesn't think that these people can really stand up to actual units and castle train troops. Bandits are bandits. They're not going to storm a castle. Yeah. 
And whether that's true or not, you don't know. Yeah. But that's his opinion. And Wycliffe, Wycliffe kind of believes that the moment you push the bandits, they're all going to go to the sea, and then you're going to leave, and they're all going to come back. Yeah. Because you don't have an Imperial Navy. Okay. So that's the that's the the view of the people around you. Um definitely Henge himself almost it's like it's certain in a way that doesn't feel like maybe he's heard from his people that the Imperial Army is on the march. He's too sure of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've now heard from Carrick, uh, Siobhan, um, and Caden. I have not heard from our uh, particularly pale. Uh, well, I was I was wondering if we were at any point going to get up and kind of mingle, because like, what if I wanted to talk to like the Lady Caroline? It, there is more than enough space for everyone to kind of move around. These are not assigned seats. Okay, see, I wasn't sure if we were all sitting at the table this way necessarily or not. It is. Imagine there is easily spaces and empty seats between every seat. Okay. I would like to note someone out by my window is barbecuing something and it smells delicious now in this room. Not fair. <laughs> <laughs> what state do you live in again? California. No, there's no one barbecuing there. I mean, they may be grilling some mood, but they're not actually barbecuing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm from Kansas City originally, so I know barbecue. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I'm from uh, Missouri originally, too. So, well, I say Kansas City. It's more northeast Missouri, but Kansas City barbecue is what I know. So, so Layla, you are going to be moving <laughs> up to your other uh, Talmart representative? Yes, I was going to move up there and impress her with my... 11-year-old remembrance of the city and ask as many relevant questions as I could, because I feel like she's going to be the most forgiving to me if I flub this part, because this is not my strength. This is actually where all of my twos are. Okay. Um, I'd like you to do a status roll. Yay. Very solid. Solid. Oh, okay. Eight's the number that you want to be looking at, okay? Oh, okay. Eight is you had a minimal success. When you break it, then it it gets better after eight. So less than eight, things are bad. More than eight, it's just how good is it? Okay. Oh, excuse me. She, uh, as you, like, kind of come up and she then, like, notices you... Uh, she stops talking in the weird uh, sea language. Yeah. And in generic common, she's like, um, um, uh, L- Lilia Silveridge, correct? Uh, L- Lila, but yes, it's, it's okay. Um, it's been oh, please, time. please have a seat with the, with the Viscount and I. Uh, and I they, they definitely make space for you. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. 
I couldn't help but overhear the tongue you were speaking in, and I was fascinated by it because I, I don't hear it that often to the point where I'm not sure where what it is, but it, it sounds delightful. Um, the Viscount says, uh, it is uh, the trading language of the Monkeri. It is uh, an aspect that I know Lady Caroline learned from her diplomatic time in my domain. Huh. Well, it's absolutely fascinating. They, um... They are a very unique kind of people. Um, they are able, though, to produce the spices and the other particularly rare goods that are not known in the domain of the Belllands. He kind of, like, says it loud enough. It is more of that incredibly valuable foreign trade that goes on the rivers from the ocean. <laughs> Ah, yes, but Twitch has not yet been assaulted by any sort of banditry, uh, pirate or otherwise, correct? I would say it is more... He kind of cuts the tone, and he's like, I think it is much more likely they've been brought in by piracy. Oh, they, that's how we acquired these elements. Um, Lady Caroline and him seem like they're good friends. Like, they've... They have a relationship, and it is definitely friendship and not romantic in any fashion. Okay. Um, Lady Caroline says, have you spent much time on the sea? Uh, storyteller, have I? I don't think I have. Yep. Like, would I have gone with my dad to places? It is entirely up to you. That is the magic of... Yeah, I didn't... Well, the questionnaire didn't ask if I spent a lot of time at sea, so I was like, hmm. <laughs> um... Only here and there. Uh, I travel with my father occasionally, but uh, I've mostly been uh, landborn, if you will, uh, to my studies. Uh, I imagine you did take the the Grand Canal, though, from your homeland to here. Oh, yes, I remember that trip very well. It was um, a bittersweet one to pass so much beauty and wonder on such a sad occasion. Yes. I. Uh... I knew of your mother's family, but I did not have the benefit of knowing her personally. I'm sure you would have gotten along well. She was a diplomat um, as well. You, uh... She's looking off into, like, a darkness. Are you going to kind of try to follow her look? Yes. Okay, can you give me a um, another awareness? Um, pretty much any specialty. Well, if you have a notice, is great. If you don't have a notice, don't worry. Nope. Like I said, these are kind of my... Well, awareness I'm good at, but like... Yeah. Oh, my dice went so, That's a great roll. Yeah, it is a great roll. There is a little tiny mouse that is walking across the dark that could never be seen by human vision. Hmm. But you see it. But I see it. Does she see that I see it? Yeah. And that's her bit of, like, testing your your heritage. Sure. Um, yeah. The moment she kind of notices that you notice it, she definitely also seems a lot, a lot more open. Like, she moved from indifferent to friendly the moment she realized that you actually have the Talmud genetics. Oh, I'm awesome. Um, 
Do you, or did your mother have time to teach you in the bow? She did, yes, and my father followed up as best that he could. So while I consider myself a journeyman, I'm still a little more advanced, shall we say, than those of the area, local area. The rumor is that your cousin is not as skilled in the martial ways. What he may lack in his ability to uh, throw a dagger, he makes up for in his cunning and his wit and understanding of warfare, I'm sure. It's good to know. But it it never hurts to have one of your eyes guarding his back. Absolutely not. But that is why I, I stay close, so that he may focus on the more important things in the larger picture, and I can help uh, with the day-to-day uh, element, shall we say. Do you think that you will be going anytime soon to your homeland? I should hope so. I would like to see it uh, on better terms, but it will depend on uh, so, so many things that I, because uh, I cannot abandon duty here as well um, to my father's family. Many things have, ch- have changed since the Duchess has taken over. Well, I was so young, I, I probably would not have remembered the way the things used to be to know how they are now. But it gave me an example as of what? I would be curious to know. The Duchess is a strong proponent of... How do I put it? And the Viscount kind of interrupts her, and he kind of says, she is a strong proponent of killing people before they have a chance to strike at her. (laughs) Well, she at least knows her mind. Um, the Lady Caroline is kind of a little like, there are many who seem to wish to sell their loyalty, and the Duchess, being an expert of that, seems to brook it less than previous generations. Does she have so many enemies that she must guard herself from them at all times? She kind of looks around like, this is the diplomatic room where everyone would be like that. That's a conversation for another time, my dear. <laughs> I'm not going to openly say who, our, who, who the Talmud enemies are. <laughs> well, like I said, this is not my strong suit. So she's like, oh, tell me more. So as that's going on, I'm going to kind of move to another piece of a conversation. And um, Reese um, Barnett walks over to uh, Carrick. Um, and uh, so I imagine Siobhan I and, is, and uh, he is the diplomat for Montemir. Okay. If you click on them, it'll pop up their character sheet and in parentheses it'll say where they're from if their last name isn't obvious. Yeah. Um, before he gets over here, I wanted to ask Hayden a question. Yep. Is that if he minds if I go, um, I'm going to have a general idea on how to solve some of our problems. 
do you mind if I go around and put up some unofficial feelers before you say anything publicly? That was a question to you, Daniel. I couldn't. I couldn't hear. I thought. I'd... That was a question Caden. to Caden. I thought. Thank you. No, Caden is asking you the question. You a question? Yeah. Hey, oh, oh, my name is. Oh, my name is. We're both named Caden. Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. One is listed as Caden. The other is listed as Carrick. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, on my screen, they're both listed as that. Caden. Oh, it's at the bottom. It's at the bottom. Okay. Yes. I meant Carrick. Yeah, I misspoke. Thank you. Uh, can you repeat it? I also I couldn't hear the last thing you said. I have some ideas on how we might solve some of our problems. Do you hey, mind? Now you're fading for everybody. So Now I'm fading for everybody? What about now? Yeah, that's good. Now it's good? Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's odd. All right. Um, so what I was asking you is, um, I have some general ideas on how to solve some of our problems. Do you mind if I put around some unofficial feelers or you you or father commit to anything and run it by you first? That would be excellent. Thank you. And I would have normally get up to do that before I saw him walk over. It happens before he got, gets over. I don't want to yeah. make your conversation public. Right. So... As and you like see him like getting up. It's gonna take him a while to walk around the big ass table, right? <laughs> um, so as he kind of walks by, he does kind of give like a an appropriate kind of nod to uh, Sir Henge, and he kind of kisses Siobhan's hand as as he kind of moves on to Carrick. And who is um, this again? This is the diplomat for Montemere. Okay. His name is Sir Reese Barrett. Okay. Um. He is wearing, by the way, a very kind of long uh, Edwardian overcoat. And he says, um, Count Carrick, I, um, it is a pleasure to meet you. It is the first time we've been able to meet in person. But um, ever since I was assigned here, I have heard of you and your predilections. And I hope if I could possibly oh. be given permission to bestow upon you a gift. Carrick's eyes are going to light up and say, <laughs> um, that would be lovely. Thank Could you. I, I make a notice roll on this guy to see if they, what his intentions my cousin are? Sure. Okay. Sounds notice like or empathy? Which, which do you want out of me? Notice is, do you think he's going to put a knife in him? Empathy is, do you think he wants to be his friend? I'll do empathy, because I don't know if he's going to be so bold to put a knife in him. Yeah, notice is supposed to be physical actions. Empathy is the emotion yes. behind them. I would also like to make this roll. roll. So... <laughs> I'm on fire wow. today. <laughs> wow. On fire. Um... Wow, that is really high. Let me actually see if that is past a certain critical amount. Yeah, wow. is that is that loaded that into the game somewhere? Because I'd like to put that little chart in my hotbar if possible. There you go. 
Can I drag it? How do I get it down there? No. Um, it's in the journals, which is the book, and it's under basic game mechanic, and you can drag it into there. Okay. It's, it's called the... SDIF Degree yeah. of Successes. Okay, thank you. No worries. Now it's in my hot bar. I guess six is the number, and nine is the is the next, but I was thinking Traveler, I guess, for some reason. But needless to say, uh, 14's fucking amazing. 17's amazing. So, first, Siobhan. Siobhan, he definitely seems to want to give something he thinks Carrick wants. Okay? He is not trying to give him something that he thinks is going to humiliate or upset Carrick. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hayden, okay. yours is so extreme, it's almost like he feels like... He's giving drugs to a druggie. Whoa. He knows of Carrick's addictions, of finding information and knowledge, and it's like he's trying to feed the tendency knowing he has difficulty restraining from that. But that is only because you got that off-the-fucking-socks roll. So he reaches into the back of his coat and he takes out a package that is wrapped in red um, with a black bow to kind of be the symbol of his uh, people's crest. And he hands the package to Carrick. Eric is going to um, accept it with a with a, a nod, a respectful nod, and uh, mm-hmm. trying to hold back a huge smile, and is not even going to question. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to make any rolls. Carrick's Ka- uh, really curious about what this might be. People just Are give you going to open it right now? You what? I didn't hear what Laura said, so I'll let her. I was going to say, people are just so. They just always give me presents. It's so great when they do that. Um, are you going to open it now, Carrick, or are you going to wait till later? Um, I'm actually going to ask. Uh, his name again? Sir, Sir Reese, um, is. Should, should I open it now? Um, is it something I should open up when I'm back in my. Uh, in my study? I would say that I jealously would like to see you open it so I can see your expression if I appropriately found a gift for such a, a noble young lad. All right, Carrick's going to trust that, and he's super curious, so he wants to open it now. Okay. And he opened it up, and it is a dusty old book. And as you crack open the kind of cover to see, it is a handwritten journal about the archaeological research of the ruins just north of Windbreak. Cool. All right, so I'm going to press my luck and also comment to this guy that I know what he's doing. 
because the Montagues are <laughs> me, we right? Well, we let them know we know everything, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're the best diplomats. <laughs> well, there, there, there's 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 what they get away with, and that's what we let them get away with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Because the Montagues are very generous in their giving gifts key to um, my liege's need once. Yeah, something uh, yeah, something along that nature. Okay. Um, do you want to do another kind of intrigue against him to get that landed? Yeah, that'd be, I'm assuming, taunt again. Yeah. Because you're still, you're not trying to make it, you're just being connective with these people. You're like, where are these bridges? I need to burn bridges. <laughs> well, these guys already hate us. The purely guy wants to invade us. So there's someone I thought <laughs> was, uh, you know. They don't hate oh, us. Nope. They just, we're an ob obstacle in their way. <laughs> oh, you're, you're correct. That's much better, oh. yeah. On combat intrigue, by the way, he is amenable. Oh, okay. What was that? Because you have to know the person's disposition before you roll your technique, and he's amenable. Okay. Mm, not near as good. <laughs> you got an eight. Yeah. You say your statement, and he's like, "Wow, I would hope so." After all, we do our utmost to understand everything we can about the Silver Ridge family and all they can do to the greater Imperial domain. <laughs> can I? Can I was going to um, make that, but is this is this book familiar to me? Like, can I? Do I know the history of this? If it's a handwritten thing, it might have been something I've heard of before. It is not a book you've ever heard of before. Um, I will let you though roll a knowledge, education, or research to know about it, and then we're going to do Jen's roll. Okay. It was commissioned by the Montemere Empire. Wow. About six years ago. No copies have ever been distributed. Cerise, this is a rare and thoughtful gift. Now, Siobhan, what would you like to do? Um, I would like to do a decipher roll on his statement to Caden. I want to read between the lines of what he's saying there. Wow. So here's what the in-between-the-lines are. With our spy network reading everyone's secret knowledge and being inside everyone's room, we need to have a clean aspect of what the entire empire can do as we conquer each territory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once he's done, I'm and if he's responding to Carrick, I'm going to kind of yeah. like... Gently nudge Caden and be like, hmm, your mouth quiet. I will also say your decipher is so good 
you pick up that Reese has a five cunning. Mm. They did not send their second class diplomat here. They sent their first class diplomat here. He has a five cunning. Wow. I'm like, I'm just behind him and I'm just a wee thing. <laughs> so he actually makes a point, by the way, to go the other direction when he leaves. <laughs> and he kind of talks a little to uh, Rhonda Ferguson a little bit about oh, I've heard that uh, some of your mercenary groups are uh, um, upset about the current aspect of the devaluization of the imperial coin and da-da-da-da. I gotta kind of pull Caden aside. Um, Just the two of us. Um, And whisper very quietly. Um, be careful with the likes of him because his ears and eyes are everywhere and he's smart enough to know when he's being insulted. I know you want to burn the bridges, but that's not a bridge you need to be burning right now. Fair enough. The bridge Thank you. Fire. I'm going to pat your shoulder and be like, you know, kind of like, you may be the bastard, but this is what cousins are for. <laughs> True enough, actually, but anyway. Yeah. We look also, if, if everyone just wants to give me a quick awareness notice um, as he's, like, walking away. Yep. You guys like the dice on the on the roll? Yes. Yeah. All right. I always click the name of it, and then it pulls up a description for me. Um, so I'm going to only give it to Siobhan because she got the highest by a lot. Um, Siobhan sees that he palms something to Autumn Walsh. Okay. What it is, you can't tell, but he like, he goes to Autumn and as he's like kissing her hand and just saying hello, you realize he's fed something into her hand. And Walsh is like wise enough that she like puts it in both hands and then you see her slip it through the dress. Hmm. Um, so, um, I think we're on Siobhan. If you want to do anything unique and then we can go back to, uh, Laura. Um, I want to go talk to my uncle Henge. Your uncle Henge is not here. Whoever's the Henge that you mentioned. The Henge that you mentioned is your cousin right next to you. Yeah. Okay. His dad dad went ahead. He stayed with the people on the diplomatic ship of Wycliffe's. Okay. Wycliffe is another banner. Yeah. No, I wanted to. You just said Henge, and I was like, okay, that must be in the uncle. They're in the confusion. Yeah, your cousin Henge is here. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to my cousin Henge again because uh, he knows some stuff. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to go kind of loop an arm in his and kind of 
Hey, cousin, let's catch up on all times over here in this quiet recess here. Okay. So um, I will move you guys away from the tables. Um, once we get yeah. to the quieter spot, I'm going to say, so, um, I couldn't help but notice, um, you have quite a bit of concern about the Imperial Army. Have you gotten word that they're, that it's, might be coming this way, or have you heard things? He's like looking around like I don't know where you got your information, but uh he's not discounting it. Like he hasn't said a word yet. He's first just kind of looking. Um like, as when he gives me a look, I'm just gonna be like, I'm not a complete idiot. I'm might be 18 naive, but I'm not a complete idiot. He's like I know people who trade from Hedge Hill into our domain, and they said they've seen Imperial Scouts. So that means the Imperial Army is either already in White Star Domain on the march, or they're preparing to leave from Gamma Mead in the next month or two. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Think that the White Stars are the ones that called them there? I don't know. I have not entered the White Star domain, and I don't have a spy network like Montemir, but I bet Montemir know why they're there. Montemir probably knows not only why they're there, but where they're at, and exactly which tent that one specific soldier is hooking up with his whores with. Don't tell Mother I said anything about whores. <laughs> I bet also the White Star Diplomat probably knows if they've already camped in Dorhaven or not Hmm, interesting because I just seem to notice that the two of them seem to have something of a conversation going on um, as, as you guys are talking um, give me one moment to go back to that map um, because you guys are kind of near the edge, you do see kind of Gregory like walking over to the tables like timidly, but he's kind of passing you. He's not stopping unless you guys stop him. Like, where is he going? He is like the moving up the other side of the table. Like, I've kind of moved him up a bit. I see him. I just was like, is he doing a perimeter I've moved up, or is he going to join the table I'm going to move up, or I'm going to like join the table? Shank Shank Kincaid, okay. I'm like, what's happening? I mean, I can also roll to understand that implication as well. He, you've known him for years, so I'm not, you don't need to do that kind of roll. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's my place to tell him that that might not be appropriate. Especially because he's there his, with his mother, so he might be doing something for his mother. Fair enough. I'm just saying that if I put the kibosh on the prince's best friend, it might look bad on me. <laughs> um, anything else from my cousin? 
he's the fact that scouts, quote unquote, are there, that means an actual imperial unit. This isn't like they've hired people ahead. It is like a scout unit. So Imperial Army is coming this way. But they are obviously leading the scout guys ahead to make sure they're not ambushed on the run. So it is not like rumors in the wind. He like has like, this is the track in the ground. Yeah. All right. So if that makes any kind of clearer in the nature mm-hmm. of. Nope, it does. And out of character daily, if you can hear, I have given you the link again to uh, the game so you can actually see your character's movements and the like. Okay. Um, so uh, we are then on Laura. Yeah, so I was going to naturally... Kind of, okay, first of all, Laura has a question for the Game Master. Laura knows... <laughs> The connection between Lady Autumn and Sir Rory. Does my character know that? Was it bef- like so far before my time that I don't know that? Or do I do know that? Between Lady Walsh and your father? Yeah. He made a comment that she tried to seduce him last week. Okay. But I didn't know that they had pre-seduced It would have been behind closed doors. Not like they were like kissed in public kind of vibe. Okay. I don't like her because she's moving on my dad. So I'm going to go become yeah. a nuisance. Okay. They're also, it's, I'd like to bring up something, even though it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, let me kind of get you guys exactly the, the date again. Um, one moment. She is Walsh W A L. So, she is your age, Laura. Gross. <laughs> she was born in in one sixty six. You were born in one sixty six. My real dad used to do stuff like that, and it was super great. It is, but she definitely <sighs> she's much more worldly, much more pushy in this. It is not like she is the. Active initiator. Right. She's not a shy flower who's being taken advantage of. She's she's cougar hunting, but that doesn't make it better. But it is. I'm just saying also for the aspect of stay away from my dad. Sure. Well, I'm just going to go there and I'm just going to introduce myself and, you know, make myself known as a fine marksman of thrown weapons. <laughs> In your chest. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily have any like, outstanding conversation that needs to necessarily happen, other than no, I want well, to you at least get, prep your, your attitude towards her, because the first time you've met her. Sure, and I guess if she's really nice and wins me over, then that's different, but I'm just like, right. I probably would approach definitely with an air of of protectiveness, and just be like, look, I know what you're after, and that's my dad you're not that's not happening because that's my dad and he loved my mom she is going to try to do a charm on you oh what would you consider would you consider yourself at an indifferent before you walk up to her or already a dislike already a dislike especially after last week 
or at least a disapproval. I don't know if there's a difference between that. Okay, it's indifferent, dislike, unfriendly, and malicious are the negatives. Yeah, I guess unfriendly. I'm certainly not malicious, but I'm not, I'm past indifferent. (laughs) Oh my god, so many dice. You know, she seems really great. (laughs) (laughs) She probably is like, yeah, you know, I I can understand why you'd be so protective because your dad is so awesome. I'm like, my dad is awesome. Let's talk about how awesome my dad is. She has a lot of bluff. Damn. Damn, she does. Um, So you like come up and, and she's like, so, Rory, this is your daughter I've heard so much about. Well, I hope it's all been true. Oh, absolutely. I can definitely see the, the glow of your mother in there with a little bit of that rugged aspect of your father, which has made him such a strong <laughs> diplomat for Lord Connor. I, I certainly don't mean to interrupt. I just had not yet met you, and I'm trying to make my way around the table. And as the second closest uh, potential ally, of course, that we have, I thought I should introduce myself. Oh, of course. And she stands up, and she's like, we'll be back in a bit. But she says that to the Marquis. Oh. As she kind of, like, escorts you off to a dark corner, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And she's like, let them do their talking. It's, you know, we just have to definitely work together to make sure that we're all kind of a unified, supportive kind of group, us here all on the coast. Very much so, yes. Uh, I, I feel like she, Lila is completely unprepared for this. She came to like, get away from my dad. And now this girl is like, awesome. And she's like, uh. Yeah, because I have no defenses against these kind of things. So her, that's, that's, she's a little bit fish out of water. Yep. And she's like, I've heard you're an excellent archer as well. Uh, I try to be, yes. Uh, archery and, and martial prowess are two things I pride myself on. Well, you have to understand, well, the martial prowess may be known in my land. The aspect of archery is quite quite a failing amongst my people. Oh, it, it takes a very keen eye. I, I can appreciate that my heritage gives me a benefit that uh, is not available to anyone else. To everyone, rather. Well, the keen eye of White Star women is primarily meant to find and see problems before they occur and try to stop them. After all, our men just commonly run into silly things and Go off and enter acts of violence and all the rest. We really have to make sure that we hold the nation together. So is she implying that, like, we ladies, or is she just saying me lady? Was she saying, like, we ladies? Yeah, okay. Because like, yeah. she's a great manipulator. <laughs> no, she totally is. I don't, I'll say, yeah, men tend to do that, but it, it's a good thing that they've got uh, cooler heads behind them. And I'm like, yeah, see, uh, I can play this game too, even though I totally can't. Yes. In my domain, there, there is a saying that uh, 
the uh, quickest way to commit archery, to, to succeed at archery against someone is after you've already stabbed them three times with an axe. Oh my gosh. Well, that definitely would be effective. Absolutely. And she's definitely doing the giggle giggle and putting her hand on your shoulder and like, huh. Yeah, I I buy it, and I offer to pay more, and I ask if she'd like to go to ice cream afterwards. (laughs) Vaughn, you haven't seen my puppy? Yeah, no, she's totally, she she knows the vibe. Yeah. Um, She's like, tell me about your your other cousins, you know? I heard you're all now going to become, like, heroes of the land. Uh... We're trying. Uh, maybe it's the best way to put that, which is the wrong thing to say, but I'm going to say the right things. Uh, we're inexperienced, but very brave of heart, and the land needs us, and so we shall go forth and write what is wrong. Eh? Absolutely. Um, and I understand that we have to definitely have the young heir be seen as being prominent, but I know you're gonna. He's he's gonna definitely be helped by the the wind behind you pushing him forward. Well, I'm only here to serve him. If I I I'm here as a stalwart companion and hope to guide him down the correct path, but he is his own man and he must make his own choices as well. He kind of gets a little close to you. I understand that that, that that's how they feel, but. The guiding aspect of what we do is kind of necessary to make sure that they succeed. If if they just did their own devices, you know, he might be like his half-brother. Well, she doesn't quite know what to say about that, because she's like, yeah, that would be kind of suck, but I actually really like Caden, so we should just maybe move on. <laughs> Well, it was really really great meeting you, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, me too. Here's my Instagram and my email address, and we'll write at camp. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, how far do you think she has pushed you in the positive? Uh, Uh, What was the bottom one again? Because it was something indifferent, unfriendly. So, upwards is indifferent, amicable, friendly, and affectionate. I would say friendly. Like, I wouldn't go so far as to be affectionate, but, like, amicable is... If she, with her 22... No, we're... We're pen pals yeah, she got now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's go back to Caden. Caden, what are you going to do in this scenario? Well, I want to talk to two people, um, just because of the way so everyone else can work around it. I want to talk to Pearlstone, and I forget, Aramond. Yeah, I want to talk to both of them before I... Okay, so Pearlstone is this lady right in front, the Lady Rhonda, and you want to speak to Almirn? Yeah, after that. Almirn is the Viscount, the guy with the Mori tattoos on the opposite side. Right. Okay. So, you walk up to Rhonda, uh, Lady Rhonda Ferguson, and I'd like to hear how you introduce. Mm-hmm. 
You said Ferguson? Yes. Her name is <laughs> Lady Rhonda Ferguson. Hello, Lady Ferguson. Oh, um, um, Caden, Caden, yes. Um, how can I? It's it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, she stands up and she kind of gives you her hand. I take it. Um, you notice from your years of combat training, mm -hmm. this woman was definitely a very skilled fighter before she was 60. Mm. There are cut scars on her hand and up her arm that she was in fights and was like, she, she, she was a, she was a player. I see that you were an accomplished warrior. Oh, so basically, oh. so, Basically, when I like, ask her about stating it, is um, basically I want to know. Um, I'm going to phrase this me asking her um, her expertise because she was obviously such a great warrior, and me as a burgeoning student of warfare. Basically, I want to know how much would it cost to hire at least one unit of their people, and how fast they could get to Deerstone. <laughs> Are you going to openly say that around? No, 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 no. <laughs> there. No, that's why I'm trying to. Um, that's why I'm telling you how I'm trying to do it. So, oh, you're trying to kind of drag her away now. Yes. Okay. Yes. I would like you to do a. She's indifferent, by the way. So mm -hmm. you're looking at doing a pers um, a convince against mm -hmm. her. Okay. So, and I would presume it's perception because you actually do want to take her there. You're not trying to deceive her. Right. Okay. And she is indifferent. Right. Yeah, she'll go to she'll go to a side with you. You're like, I'd like to talk about some military matters. Okay. Oh, such an obviously wise and capable warrior. <laughs> exactly. She's like, well, I uh, I was part of a mercenary guild in my in my youth, and. Uh, the successes that we had for Pearlstone are are renowned. I was able to gain the the aspect. Actually, one second, I have to pull up the, what they say again. Um, the for uh, the the many cries for um, Lady Olivia have, were were called by my people, and our our great Duchess was able to elevate me to this rank of diplomat when uh, my people joined the domain as permanent soldiers of Pearlstone. All right, so just uh, from how many units would my character think needed to go to Deer's, uh, Deer, Deer, Deerhold. Um, to Deerhold to uh, back up our garrison? To be um, effectively root out the unknown amount of bandits? Um... If you if you essentially paid her to back you up on that play, mm -hmm. they could send um, either raiders, which are essentially are going to try to hit hard, mm -hmm. or they could send cavalry, which would try to chase down the bandits that fled. Mm. Um, those are the two kind of key angles you could take it. You could just say, hey, if you could bring a group of archers to back our play, we could do that, too. Um, basically, you have to kind of negotiate with her of how much support you guys want. If you want them just to take the city for you, you can pay her to do that too. 
And these look like we're doing it, which is why I was wondering how, what the minimum amount I, of support I thought the um, garrison would need. Um, the minimum like a, amount would probably be a scout team, which would be able to get you where who everyone who's in the town who's bad. Mm-hmm. And then you would be able to pick off what you could succeed on until you could force them to rout. Okay. That'd be the absolute cheapest, absolute minimum. And no one would really know because the scouts... It's not, it's not easy to tell where scouts are from. It's lucky that uh, uh, Jen's uh, cousin was able to determine it. Okay, so in that case, I would ask her... I'd phrase it for uh, a group of scouts and a group of raiders. I see. Um... And is this a request from Silver Ridge's coffers? Or are you financially backing this endeavor? So this is from my own knowledge so that I can um, inform other people of its practicality. I see. Um, do you mind giving me just a moment? <laughs> oh no, of course not. Okay. She is going to open the door right behind you guys mm-hmm. and she's walking in and she takes a piece of paper out of the cabinet there and starts writing down some notes. Um I need half a moment to look up actually what it would cost. Okay. Because there actually is a mechanic for it. And pres- how green do you want them? Like what level do you want them at? Um, what's the one above green? Trained. Yeah, at least at least trained. I have no idea how tough these um, um, bandits are. But since they're not w- laying waste to the entire countryside, I doubt they're veterans or anything like that. <laughs> uh, House of Lands, defense holding, power holding. Uh, I think it's power holding, right? Unit. Okay. And so theoretically, um, you could get a green troop for reducing Silver Ridge's wealth by one. Trained is minus three, veterans are minus six, and elites are minus nine. Okay. Now, that is for basic kind of dudes. If you want them, like, having special skills and stuff, it may cost more wealth. Mm-hmm. And you're essentially going to be giving that wealth stat to Pearlstone. I see. Um, yeah. So, they're willing to do it. Um and they'll even give you, if you get two units, they'll take one off the wealth. Okay. Um, and she says, I imagine this is also not meant to be publicly known as you are going to be taking the glory for sending troops into Deerhold, I take it. Y- yes, if I can get this agreed to. Okay. Um, what I will do is I will send a letter to um, Duchess Olivia making your request after you gain 
the permission for this to actually be financed. And we can have a people on a boat probably there within three days. Thank you. Okay. And she gives you like a note essentially pricing out the scenario. And she has like a press seal in, in one of her pockets and she press seals it like she is actually a representative for the domain of Pearlstone and she can give it to you. And then, because you're obviously going to have to convince this is definitely taking money out of the mm. coffers. So right. she, she definitely is like, here you go. This is, this is an official bid. And she, she gives you that and kind of goes back. And then as P, as she comes back, she also like has taken like a, a handkerchief from like that room. And you see her like blow her nose. Like she was looking for that handkerchief in the other room, not looking for a piece of paper to write you a bid. Mm. And then she hands it to one of the servants walking by. And then she just kind of makes a point to like walk away from you because she doesn't want to right. run your play that, hey, uh, I've been spending all this time talking to the mercenary people. Okay. Um, Anyone else need to do something before I go over? Yeah. To the other guy? I, I was, my question is, how long do you guys want to do this diplomatic thing? I was fine for doing one more round and then everyone kind of has had their fill of interactions and then they'll know all these people if they want to meet them individually. And then you guys could decide if you want to go to the ruins, if you guys want to march on Deerhold, if you want to do something else, you guys can kind of decide. But I didn't want people feeling they're forced to be in this all night. Think one was... more round. Okay. Yeah. What was your uh, question, uh, Daniel? Who, um, which was the, which one was the one that went to the bar with us? My uh, dad. Sir Rory, who's at the top um, and left. Okay. Um, Carrick wants yeah. to, uh, Carrick wants to approach. Uh, his father. Okay. And maybe Sir Rory at the same time. Okay. You kind of go to that side as as Autumn and uh, Laura's character are kind of finishing their conversation. And your father's like, son, I'm glad that uh, the conflict at the local inn was not uh, harmful to you at all, and you were able to stop the bandit. His uncle. Sir Rory's his uncle, isn't he? His father says to Carrick, Son, I was happy that you did this. Connor is talking. He's going on what Rory told him. Right. Okay. The there, there, there was the conversation. I was like, oh, I thought he was talking to Sir Rory. I'm sorry. There no, was he a made a point to step between his dad and Sir Rory. Okay. Thank you, Father. Our, my compatriots and I, I believe, acted uh, admirably. Um, I had a, I had a question. Um, we're still trying to decide which uh, territory to aim for to make the biggest impact and difference uh, as soon as possible. Did you have a uh, suggestion or recommendation, or is there someone here you think I should approach? regarding um uh regarding what 
what place to come to first. Well, clearing the road between Deer and Holt, uh, Deer Holt seemed like it would be easy pickings. But if you wish to make a larger impact, you definitely could go back with uh, Sir um, Uman and be able to clear the road to his territory. Out of character, I just want to be clear. Connor yep. will never give you a direct order until you guys fail. Okay. Because he feels if he gives you a direct order, then you're a soldier, not a duke. Yep. One one other question. Oh, before that, let me just um ask the game master. The yeah. the ruins are in Cerise's territory? No. They're just north of the town, about ten minute horse ride. They're they're in our territory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know your confusion. His spy network was so good, he paid for archaeologists to go to your domain, do an archaeological research, not get caught, go back to his domain and write a book about it. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Is that... Okay. Is that something that would occur? Like, would is that something I'd be able to figure out? Or am I just... It, no, it absolutely. There's. It's the only way it could have been done because you realize that the book was never disseminated. Father, I think Sir Reese is challenging us to clear our own territory, and I show him the book. Okay, he flips open the book a bit, and he says. It is surprising the amount of money that Montemere would spend to study ruins that have been here since even before the pirate kings rose in the seas, as he's flipping through page after page. <laughs> How? What is the value of a group of ruins? There is no town there, there is no people. It seems investiture in this would be wasted when we have real problems to deal with. I hear you, Father. Thank you for your guidance. And you're like, what? There's science stuff there. Yeah, I'm going to look, look a little sad and kind of put the book back in its <laughs> fancy wrapper and hold, just hold it down. <laughs> The Duchess is like, there's nothing wrong to know more about his domain, dear Connor. Yeah, except that the person who's looking more at it is not. Sorry. Like, yeah, but no. Right, but his mom's trying to be like, hey, you know. Well, his mom's don't talking about his wings. Yeah, his mom's talking about Carrick, and Carrick is talking about the fact that, like, this dude from another country was just like, hey, I'm going to check out your backyard. How's that for you? Yeah. And I'll write a book about it. <laughs> and write a book about your backyard. We can all discuss in a bit. Yeah. Siobhan's got opinions. <laughs> what? 
that, yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, so, is there anything else you would like to bring up, uh, uh, Daniel, before we go on to the next person? Um, he he said that we wish going back with Sir Ul something would be the yeah. You could go. You can go back with one of your bannermen who's at the bottom talking to Siobhan. And essentially, oh. the roads to his domain, you guys, are definitely going to get bandits on that road. You can clear that out. Okay. Um, it's either your whole easy peasy or spend a few weeks on the road with him clearing out that domain. You're giving me much to consider, Father. Thank you for oh. your guidance again. I'm good. Okay, so um, who would like to go next? I don't particularly have anything outstanding left. I I would make, I can make idle chit chat, but I don't have anything pressing. Okay. Um, the three people that have not been spoken to, just as a heads up, mm -hmm. are the uh, Marquis of Belkine. Um. Smirnoff, the uh, guy who is uh, the Coven Guard representative and the Imperial representative, or the people who haven't really been spoken to. If you want to talk to someone different, I'd I like say everything to, to, him to I want to. <laughs> I said everything I wanted to. <laughs> so, you guys want to gang up on the Imperial guy? No, I'm going to sure. talk to the Viscount. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah go right ahead. Apologize. Uh, I I would like to speak to the I don't know if he's the Viscount or not, but I would like to go speak to the Imperial guy. The Imperial guy is just Sir Adrian Becker. Okay, he's not a Viscount. Okay. Um. Okay. Are you fine with uh, Laura going with you, just so we have more people in the interaction, or you want to be super secret? No, Laura can go with me. Oh, okay. Boop. <laughs> Come on, watch my back, because I'm going to go talk to the Imperial representative. Yes, because this is what I'm known for, is my subtlety. <laughs> Be pretty There's some about the Imperial representative, which is kind of interesting. He, like Sir Rory, is actually wearing a very kind of stylized armor in this courtly event. Mm -hmm. Um... Okay. And I already mentioned his... that he has he has two rings of the tested on him. What was his name again? Adrian Becker. Adrian Sir. Becker. It was Sir, right? Sir, Sir Adrian Becker, yeah. I guess. Okay. Has two tested rings. As you guys like walk up. He just kind of like because he see it, it takes a while to get to him. It's not like you guys can sneak up on him. No. He's like, what is? What have I been blessed with? The aspect of su such two beautiful ladies from the east coming by. Well, to merely make our greetings, sir. Um, I have not. I have yet to be introduced to a representative of the imperial courts. Um, I and I don't know if my. Dear cousin has either. I look at Lila. No, I have unfortunately not had the pleasure, so 
I I got to introduce myself so that I may leave a uh hopefully a good impression upon you. So Oh, sorry. I put a piece of watermelon in my mouth, and then I tried to speak in response, and this huge <laughs> chunk of watermelon went down my throat, which was about the size of, like, a baby fist, because I didn't get to chew it. Is that oh, you no. or the appear re- representative? Oh, that's that me. That. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to vomit, and, I, and I'm like, I can't talk right now. Don't um, So guy. I'm better now. I got some water in me. I'm good. Just, I had a moment. Don't die. Don't die. Yes. No so, dying. I need you sadly, uh, Jen, to repeat yourself. Um, I was talking about like, you know, making introductions because I've never met an Imperial representative through the over to Lila who said the same thing. Yeah, I was like, I hope to come over and introduce myself and make a good impression. Small talk, small talk, small talk. No, I've I've been very lucky too get my imperial appointment somewhat through family connections and somewhat through the education that I have done. Um, you get to see much of the world. You get to have different aspects going. Have neither of you gone to the domains of the rivers? Oh, not yet. Uh, my uh, parents consider me just, just slightly too young to be able to travel abroad yet, but... Perhaps soon, now that I, I'm old enough to start representing my family. Um, I want to get his... I want to do an empathy roll on him. See how he feels about me. Okay. And then my little um, he has a minor dislike. Not because... He basically feels you're not diplomats and you have no say. So why do we have Connor inundating this room full of more silver ridges? Is his indifference? Is his dislike? Mm. If I, I'm going to hear what I need to hear from Connor, everyone else is just muddling the room. Is his feel? Mm. Okay. Um, but he isn't overt about it. It's just that's the vibe you get with that sixteen. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to be um, as charming as I can be to him because he seems to be Mr. Grumpy Pants, at least to make my uncle look a bit, little better in his eyes. Would either of you like to roll a charm on him? I don't like, have a charm. I would like no, to roll a charm. Technique. So, Laura, let me just kind of break it down so you get the mechanic. Okay. So, open up combat and intrigue. Yeah. Then he's dislike, so you click dislike. Then okay. you see on the left where it says charm. I mean, on the right, it says charm of that. Yes. Then persuade as if you're trying to have him do something where you feel you can cooperate. And deception is you're trying to do something that is wholly one-sided to you. Or you oh, are okay. greatly over um, advantageous. And then okay. I'll use you click that, and it actually will roll that effect. Okay, I will try to charm him, sure. I will try to be like, hey guy we're cool even if we're not diplomats <laughs> hey i'm gonna shove my foot in my mouth 
I'm like, good. I understand I would, you don't like us. <laughs> I, yeah, too I, would like, <laughs> I too would like now, to make a charm roll. Yes, and Siobhan, let's see her charm roll. All right, and I just click it off the main page, right? No, you. every time you're doing these, you need to do it off the technique section in Combat Intrigue. That's, that is why I was asking. Yeah, because the other is much more... You're not against a person or it's a random event. If you're actually, you're in, the game is trying to show intrigue combat. And this is you doing intrigue combat. Yeah. Okay, so walk me through how to get it to roll on this page. Okay. So when you're on combat intrigue, you've clicked dislike on him, correct, right? Dislike. Come on. There we go. Yes. Then you move your cursor over to where charm is. And you have a choice of persuasion or deception. Okay. If you're trying to make it collaborative, you'll click on the number for persuasion. You see it highlighted. Yeah. And then if you're trying to make it aggressive, you make it deception. And it's showing you what all your ratios are already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to do persuasion. Oh, many dice. That's a great roll. It's not that we don't like you. Ha ha, cousin. It's that we... (laughs) We just don't know you! Yeah. I have to blow my nose one moment. He says, I have met your aunt, though. Oh, which aunt? I have several. Um, the Baroness Sharon. Oh, my Aunt Sharon. How is she doing? Is she doing well? I haven't heard from her in some time. Saw her six months ago. She was doing well with her new child. That's good to hear. I was so relieved to hear that I, not only that I have a new cousin, but that she she was well and the child was well. And by the way, Siobhan's charming of him. He has gone from dislike to indifferent. Okay. Do I need um, to adapt anything on the page? So if you want to roll a different thing against him, you're you're now rolling, you'd click on indifferent instead of dislike. Okay. Um, and also, let me just kind of explain one thing, because this took me a while to understand, too. People who hate you, it's easier to, de- to deceive. People who like you, it's easier for them to persuade. Mm. Okay. Yes. The idea sure. is we both can work together. If I know that, if I know that you're, uh, it's more advantageous for you than me. I I already realize I hate you. We're not going to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. And at higher positive, like them, they yeah. want to be collaborative with you. Yeah, because they want to believe you. Yep. Right. So at like affectionate, you're plus five on persuasions, but you're minus two on deceptions because they know you. At malicious. Way, yeah. No, I was just going to say, by the way, can I tell you how much I love that this is mechanically all on the sheet? Because we don't have to sit here and remember all this and have it in our notes. Right. It's just click, click, boom. Yeah. It makes intrigue combat as quick as real combat. So right? that's why I'm happy to use it more. Yeah. Um. So I... I notice that there's not many people in your domain that have chosen to take the tests. 
Well, I, I will be uh, honest with what's going on. Perhaps the attention hasn't been as, as focused on the test. My, uh, however, my, my cousin is a scholarly sort of fellow. I think he would personally like to change that. In domains where it seems a little safer, I have seen many of the poor choose to take the test as a route out from working in the fields. Many of my compatriots amongst the peacekeepers and other aspects of the tested who run other parts of the imperial bureaucracy come from all over, all over the country, but they've come through the tested path. I'm seen as a little bit of a dilettante that I never took the tests that they consider more difficult. And I have never given up the chance for a genetic heritage. And is are all of the... Uh, as my, Siobhan's going to be much more smooth. Jen was trying to like write and speak at the same time. That did not work out well for me. Um... <laughs> And of the tested, can just can anyone be entered into your ranks and have a possibility of advancement? Even say someone who's had something of a scandalous past. Quite many, I have met full tested who snuck out of a prison cell and were able to sneak their way into the schools at a young age. Mm. I've seen people who have sixth generation of farmers who are now imperial magistrates over large domains. Well, that's obviously a, a very respectable route for people who perhaps otherwise were given few options in life to be able to provide for themselves and their families in a way that they would have liked to have done. It was the nature of, I believe, Rudolfo Rivers, who decided that the nature of the tested should be an automatic entry into the imperial bureaucracy to reduce the influence of the interbreeding necessity of every single member of a high house sending their people into such a location. It allowed so much more to be done by at least those who were prepared and trained amongst the common folk. Fair. However, sometimes, as you probably are well aware, things in government are move so much easier when one has understandings that are built up through generations of contacts and connections and prestation. And is that affected at all when one is coming from such such humble origins, or is that something that just arises naturally when you have such a group of people who happen to go through the same schools and have the same education and, you know, and are able to speak the same language, as it were? It is exactly that aspect, Siobhan. It's, there is rumors that uh, there is a special tested speech where they have conversations where each one must respond off of a minute reference said by another that a phrase must be from a particular book and you must respond in a way 
showing your acknowledgement of the book it was in, as well as responding to the statement said. It is called uh, The Speech of the Childless. Hmm. The childless, because it is expected that you will not be having children to, you know, carry on your family heritage and legacy. That those who've taken the full ten years of the tested courses are magically and physically uh, made eunuchs. Oh, I see. The idea that the hunger for lineage and the hunger for passion is the quickest way to disrupt a true intellectual's understanding. I am not such a person. (laughs) I just know of them quite well, as I have many friends who are attested. Ah. You have the education that is necessary to be able to speak the language, but you're not necessarily willing to lose all your options for your passion. I would say my parents were unwilling to lose the option, as I was only a second son, not a fifth. (laughs) I imagine for some of the some of those who come from poor backgrounds, it's perhaps uh, an easy an easy way to not only raise themselves out of the ranks, but they wouldn't have to worry so much about providing heirs for fathers who have lands and holdings that they need to pass on to generations after their death. True. As we also have here, we have a very lucky one who, even though her prominent mother um, passed, her father was able to provide a very stable landing ground. Did he not? As he's looking at you, Leila? Mm-hmm. So after sh- shoving my foot in my mouth, yes, she has stayed quiet. Um, but when directly addressed, uh, she said, I was very fortunate that my father um, found me... Uh, how do I say this? That he thought... I want to say something to the effect that like, my father felt so affectionate for my mother uh, that rather than leave me to be uh, raised by my Talmert relatives, he sought within his grace to bring me here to take an active role in my, my, my upbringing himself. So he kind of looks at He looks at Javon. He's like, maybe she has the answer here. Maybe the idea that those in the domain of Silveridge hold such a stronger connection to family that. They are willing to not even risk the loss of any of them to take a test. Perhaps. That is not to say that the love and connections of one's family are not important. I would say here in particular, we understand how much we need to be able to stand by each other's side and protect each other. I'm not so much of a naive young schoolgirl that I don't understand that there's dangers outside of even our city's walls. There's always safety in numbers, and safety in the best safety comes often with your own blood. True, true. True, true. Um, but 
I hope I will be then seeing you at more of these events. He's definitely <laughs> feeling that you guys are have a, have a merit of something to say. Oh, well, I very good. much hope so. I I would love to discuss more about you know, the going on beyond our kingdom's borders and the ways our beloved emperor is looking out for and overseeing how best to help each of us and the territories that we control. I I want to just be able to learn more, obviously. My uncle would not be uh, putting us forward so much if he didn't want us to learn and grow and benefit both his house and this land the best way we can. I was very lucky after my initial tests my father took me on his roles as a diplomat to Covengard, and I've been able to see more of the land than most. Oh, how lovely. And what is Covengard like? We were in the eastern part of Covengard, which is full of <coughs> grand trees and snow-capped peaks and vistas. I'm told that if you go farther west, it is a barren wasteland that sucks the blood and water out of a man as quickly as you would spill wine from a glass. That doesn't sound pleasant at all. The Covent Guard guy on the other side just kind of guff guffs as he like drinks <laughs> some wine. But I'm sure the parts that are uh, lovely and beautiful to behold are lovely, are wonderful and amazing indeed. Perhaps someday uh, I'll get to see it. I have no doubt. Um, out of character, um, I think we kind of have are going to leave it a little where there's two people who you guys haven't met, but you guys can then hunt them down later. Sure. Um, because it, it's always better to leave you want and then than overly sedated. Mm. Um, the uh. Definitely a few people are kind of getting up. One of the first people who gets up, though, to leave is the Marquis of Belkine. He's definitely like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and uh, he says goodbye to, um, to Connor, and he's going to head out. And then shortly after him, like, Sir Stefan leaves. And then as people notice other people are going, like, uh, the crowd kind of begins to disseminate. Um... Now, Eamon is actually going to be spending the night here. Um, the other people, um, uh, Wycliffe is not going to be spending the night. He is he going on the boat. And... Okay. So everyone who... Well, actually, I guess those people are going. Rory is going. And um, Siobhan's parents say goodnight to her as they leave. Okay. And Rory says goodnight to Laurie's character as, as, as he goes to. Yay. Um, I think we're good for just progressing. Uh, well, actually, this is now you guys get to talk about what you guys felt in private. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I know you guys want to bring up, hey, we think... Uh, to Carrick that uh, Montemir has some guff to you. 
So mm-hmm. Henge is gonna go go to the rooms that have been assigned for for guests, and he's gonna he leaves. Okay, before everyone I'm related to leaves, I'm gonna make a point of saying goodbye to all of them, including my my Henge cousin. Okay, he's like, hey, it's a pleasure seeing you. Hopefully, we we will uh, meet again in more pleasant circumstances. Uh, I hope for the same as well. And Gregory and the knight also go to their rooms. So if you guys want to be super secret, you guys can be super secret. A secret. Okay. Um, does anybody... Um, do you want to make a, a double check on our, our rooms to make sure it's super secret? Well, everyone's left the main hall, but if you guys want to actually go to, like, a private rooms, um, you guys could also just go to a private room. So, like, there's two people in a private room. And okay. I'm going to grab the other guy. People to the private room. And... That's at least bastard outside. No. <laughs> um, okay. I'm getting it no, all. Bring the I bastard know, in. Okay, so that's all of you guys in a private room. So, Carrick, how do you feel this evening went? I feel like it was informative. Um, not really sure what to make of this, and I'll put the book on the on the table. Um, although I get the impression it was not the gift it was expressed as. Um, what did uh, uh, I sought some advice from my father on on what to do next, and he was, uh, to put it bluntly, like pulling teeth. Um, does uh, what did what information or what what did all of you all uh, gather? Well, you're not wrong when it comes to Montmir and their representative clearly he is able to that clearly that's a statement that he is able to see and hear all in this domain because if he has people who are able to write about i'm going to tap the book this obscure piece of our holdings that means that there are people here who are able to actually gather that information send it back put it in a book and have it published in a form that is so recent, none of us have ever heard of it. Not that I am a great scholar, but... Yes, yeah, so that, that... Sorry. Go ahead. That book's tend to do two things. One, say how powerful that he is, even in our territory. Mm-hmm. And two, it's an attempt to keep you distracted by feeding into your desire to know more. He knows how to play you. Information. You can get lost in your scholastic pursuits and not pay any attention to what's going on outside of the walls of the city or, you know, anything else. Interestingly enough, did anyone notice the, the, the moment 
that uh, Cerise had with the White Star representative. Oh, you mean my super great friend, Autumn Walsh? No. She's super great, though. Well, she might be, but uh, I noticed they had a moment where he passed her a note, uh, that one that she quickly pocketed, and I happened to find out from my hench cousin that there's an imperial force that is more than likely uh, amassing in their territories right over the border. Their scouts have been seen. And I would get bet anything that Sir Reese knows about it. That makes sense. The um, Imperial representative was clearly trying to keep us divided. So my guess is that new information, I assume he... I could already tell he wanted to move troops in here. What his end goal is, I assume it's the worst for planning's sake. But if they're already on the move, we should probably speed up whatever response that we had. We were planning for the banditry. And I will say this at least about Cerise. He is formidable indeed. He is a very smart man. They did not send in one of their lesser diplomats, someone who just needs a little experience. So send him to Silver Ridge, the end of the continent where there's nothing but pirates and bandits and uh, go get a little experience. No, they sent someone who was very, very good. And he's here with your new friend, Lila, who herself is also very, very good. Lila's unsure how to feel about this. (laughs) It's like, my friend is my friend. What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean... She can be sweet. She can be sweet and she can be charming, but she also clearly is very invested in and knowing what's going on in this domain and how we're moving. Because, frankly, there are rivals on the other side of that border, and they have an imperial army who can back whatever play that they want. Should the Emperor get a notion that we cannot personally control our own domain? I will concur with that. That there, there was an overarching sense of what are we going to do about our current problems because a solution is creeping up on us slowly but surely. And some people are for it and some people seem to be against it for the obvious reasons. But whatever we do, we should move quickly. I have have a feeling that whatever... If we do nothing, then the choice is going to be taken out of our hands and how Silver is just going to lose what lands we have. But does anyone else have an opinion on that? Yes. Um, I wanted to speak to two people tonight, but I didn't get a chance to talk to the second one. Um, Because of our... Lord Whitecliff has pointed out, we do control the major sea power in the area. There is only one other group of people who do. As like he pointed out, there is no Imperial Navy. And Uncle did say that they were looking to join an alliance with us. So I did want to talk to the Vice Count and put out some feelers. But also, um, I... Pearlstone is looking for a market for its mercenaries. 
and to gain its own prestige. And they also border the Montemus and are no friends of theirs either. So this is unofficial, but if we wanted to hire some of their mercenaries, this is what it would it cost to for them to help us root out the bandits in Deerhold and to make sure that we get all the glory for it. That their um, involvement would be um, not so public. Look at you getting a quote. That seems a little... I don't know. That doesn't sit right with me. In what way? Because we're asking for outside help to prove that we don't need help to defend our lands? Well, my purpose is to get the, get the troops battle-trained. Not to send them against a completely untrained people against um, those bandits by themselves. So you're saying you want to bring them here to use as, as for training purposes, not for their intended purpose of taking back deer hole? No, they would gain the um, experience in battle. And the other um, mercenaries just to make sure the battle goes the right way and we don't lose any more men than we have to. I would look at Carrick. I'm not sure why you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm putting you on the spot. This is your brother, and this is his plan, and what do you think of it? Your half-brother. Your whatever. Throw it to me again. Okay, so the overall plan, which I haven't talked to everyone about to see how feasible it is, is to launch and attack it a um, patrolling action at Deerhorn um, to take care of the bandit problem. Now, seeing as the, our troops in the garrison are unbloodied as yet, I would want to back them up with some slightly more experienced fighters, mercenaries, from Pearlstone. This would, A, help them get some combat experience uh, with some support. Two, um, Pearlstone is, as Uncle said, is clearly looking for some um, allies and to increase their own status. So this would be, and they're also bordered by the Montemus who have less than noble intentions for us. And their involvement in this would be um, under the surface. So publicly, we could claim that we took care of the problem entirely on our own which hopefully may forestall the Imperials. Um, the second part of my plan um, would be to contact the... Is it Alamir? Yeah. And to um, forge a naval alliance with them. And I was hoping is to cement that alliance um, also in battle by seeing if they could help send up some, at least a ship while we send the two naval forces that we have to crush the pirates. Um, you don't die either. Basically, I, right? <laughs> yeah, please don't. In a pincer movement to um, take care of the um, 
lawless bandits and pirates in the area. Wouldn't wouldn't that kind of fly in the face of what uh, my father said initially, which is uh, distinctly that hiring mercenaries to handle everything would be basically outsourcing our militia and make us look um, like we can't handle our own. Well, that is why we are sending our own troops and also why um, they this offer, if you want to look it over, would include that the mercenaries not be publicly known. And it is only one engagement. They would not be garrisoning to protect it. I guess I'm confused, too, on the fact that you say that Pearlstone is looking to garner support and, and uh, a certain amount of accolades to show that they are also a threat to Montmere, but then they're willing to completely subvert all of that to let mm. us take all the credit. Well, they like would Well, yeah, so that part of it is to simply gain closer ties. This is just an um, opening solo into increasing our relationship. I would I don't think it'd be wise to fully commit to a full alliance at this point. But if they can bolster us and then say that they have formed closer ties with us, a stronger us makes a right, stronger and them and a stronger united front against Montmere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's clearly a difference between what is said publicly and what is known. I believe this would be enough to at least initially satisfy them as they make further... Then any further inroads would be, you know, based on what happens. So I would caution that if they have a diplomat here who's intelligent enough to play the game he just played right now with Mm -hmm. Herrick and make the power statement that he did, I don't know Mm -hmm. how Peristove thinks they're going to get away with hiding any of this. (laughs) Well, there's what... Well, if they know... That's all. I I think that's almost better because they know that we are, you know, in the process of improving ties. Now, what is publicly said to the small people, and what is the empire going to, and our um, suspect friends in the empire in the local area going to do if the bandits are taken care of? Because that's what they need, regardless of who takes care of it. That's what we have to do to blunt their inroads into our territory. I don't want to disparage your idea. I think that it is one with merit. I just think that I'm with with uh, Carrick and that it just seems to kind of be against what his father said that we must do, um, which is essentially to solve the problem on our own. Because it, it will get out that we've hired Pearlstorm mercenaries. Like that just, that's just going to happen. And then it'll become mm-hmm. some sort of so, scandal. Hmm. So my intention of this is to get the, uh, 
unbloodied troops some um, experience before they go on and start by themselves clearing the road. I appreciate that. In which case, and I, I feel like we should be maybe more open and transparent about that rather than wait for it to come bite us in the backside about how we couldn't handle it ourselves. We say that we, with our allies, were, we did that if we're going to do that. It, it seems like an effective strategy to actually to solve the larger problem, but our, our goal, unfortunately, is not to solve the larger problem. It's to make our names for ourselves. Which means perhaps starting on something a little smaller, perhaps even getting our troops, as you said, bloodied on that, and then moving on to the next step rather than taking on something that we young people are, have no experience with, which then begs the question, now what? So what do you do? want to do, Carrick? Excuse me, I couldn't, I couldn't hear anything you said before, Carrick. said, so what do you want to do, Carrick? The two options my father proposed were to go back with Sir Henge, I think that was right. Um, yep. Yep. And um, and uh, make a greater name for ourselves, or take an easier win by um, clearing the road to I don't remember where. Deerholt. Thank you, Deerholt. Um. Personally, I think I should peruse this book and um, figure out what's going on with this, uh, uh, kind of take advantage of the fact that this person is overconfident about sharing information about um, these ruins and see if we can make that a new stronghold uh, or base of operations. But um, I've been told in no uncertain terms by my father that any exploration of the ruins would be a uh, uh, political and military uh, disaster. With all due respect, cousin, I feel like this is a sort of red herring. This is exactly what they want you to do instead of go forth on Deerhold or essentially make a name for yourself. They want you to get lost in a book. She's right. They're hoping that you will get you will be busy so busy chasing your own personal pursuits that you won't be attending to the bigger picture issues, which would allow the emperor to just move in and do what he would like. It could, however, I mean I'm not as great of a scholar as you, but I at least have I'm aware enough that it I can see if there's anything in there that perhaps would clue us in into what information was shared through their spy network and what might be useful. As an out-of-character thing, it it is only a two-hour ride. You guys can miss a night of sleep right out there now <laughs> and be back probably for sunrise. Could do that. 
and my overall um, opinion of the situation is that we should see if making allies with Pearlstone um, so we can attempt to make allies with Pearlstone so we can help combat White Star's intentions and Monomir's intention. And also, same reason with we should see if we can make allies with Alamir is so there will be no one to oppose us on the um, ocean and also help keep Montemir in check. It, that is a great plan if you're not wanting to side with either White Star or Montemir. Those are still options. You could go okay. to these people and be like, hey, I know you like our territory. What if we work together and got you territory on the other side? We like our territory, too. All right. So it's... Yeah. You, you could... It, essentially, I just want to make sure you understood both sides. You were not forced to militarize your land waiting for the wave to come. You could tell the wave, hey, why don't you break over there? But you have to give them something in exchange, either like a true alliance or something. If you do nothing, they're going to they're gonna carve up your land. So I just want you to understand you do have options. You're not being forced to make that alliance. That alliance is a good plan. I'm not saying it's not a good plan. I just want to make sure you see you have options. Okay. If I may, though, Storyteller, am I misunderstanding? Like, that's all big picture stuff. And I thought we were supposed to make individual names for ourselves so that the essentially yep. that there isn't a vote of non-confidence on the air. Absolutely correct. Okay. I, I just wanted to double check that. We're multitasking. Right. The thing is, you've now just been dropped in the water that your father's, the, that Connor's been dealing with for the last three years. He's like, I'm going to make you guys really involved in this, but I can't just say, hey, go do X if you have no names for yourselves. So you're hearing all of Connor's problems, and you might have some great ideas to them, but you need to get a name before you can really play in there. Like, he's not going to send you right now to Pearlstone to go make a diplomatic treaty to have united troops and have a non... Um, a, uh, if they attack us, we attack you kind of thing. Mutual defense agreement. Right. Mm -hmm. A special so, friendship. Yeah. So, um, we do have one hour. I just want to make sure you guys, if you do want to do something tonight other than debate it, I just want to make sure you guys have that opportunity. Again, I'm looking to Carrick for an answer because this is his call. It's his name that needs to be built or not built. And if he wants to put it in a ruin, we do no, that. If he wants to put it in a deer hole, we do that. So I'm just sort of like, if, I'm here if for the family. We we could, in theory, Siobhan does not look like she is thrilled by this idea, but I'm going to put it out there as character because Patrick did suggest it. We could, in theory, just go out there tonight, see what it, what there is to be seen, have it be done, Go out where? And to the ruins. Have it be done and move on. I, I say we stay away from the ruins. It, it, what if, A, 
could be a trap, like a complete trap, like an old fashioned. It's a trap trap. Um, <laughs> it's a trap trap. While he's talking, Patrick, I'm going to pick up the book and flip through it. Okay. Um, I'm going to. Oh, go ahead. Um, I'll put. Uh, I'll give my roll when he's done. Even if we find out that there's that it's the headquarters to all of the highway bandits, um, it's the uh, 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 we we get there, say open sesame, and find the forty thieves, um, and we route them out and completely save the day. No one will believe it. And it won't gain us anything. It will make it look like I was easily manipulatable, and um, and that uh, and any benefit we gain uh, for the realm would not count in our favor. And unfortunately, again, our mission in this case is um, to gain favor. Um, and I might just. Like, as lucid as I am right now, if I find the place fascinating, it's going to be hard to pull me away. <laughs> well, thank you for your honesty, dear cousin. That's... I'm, I would like to... Maybe make a decipher roll to see if there's anything in the book that might be... A, that might hint to what might... what Why those ruins are important. Um, you would, it only is going to be a research knowledge roll. Okay. Um, archaeological stuff is hard to feel them out. I have an education <laughs> in knowledge. Would that qualify or just straight knowledge? I'll let you straight knowledge it, but research is the only bonus. Okay. I don't have much in knowledge, but I'll give it a fair, my, mm -hmm. a fair, uh, Effort. Nope. It's great. It's a great book. <laughs> it's a great Sorry. Look at the pictures. You threw your dice and the cat did the classic the bap bap on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like Fuck no, you and your dice. She was like, what the fuck is that? Right. We're laughing a little bit at you. <laughs> just I'm trying to think because how to get at I mean I, I'm obviously not as cunning as Cerise but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a smart cookie yep could I maybe like logic out something why, why that why the ruins beyond the fact that they just want to Go, hey, Carrot, come over here. Look at this cookie. I'll let you roll it, but the roll needs to be great. Like, it, if okay. it's an average success, you're not going to get anything. Okay. That's a good roll. Thanks. Yay! That's a good roll. Um... The more and more you look at this book, the more and more you see how there is a lot of crazy, cool shit. Your cousin would become, oh my God, why are we not there right now? 
Mm-hmm. It talks about precursor societies and local uh, people going up there and gaining blessings. And on certain days of the year, you can see that it the lights shine up in a certain constellation. And and we heard from the old witch lady up the road that that this place has uh, for generations been known as 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 a way to to in- connect to people and and bring back your dead loved ones. Oh shit! <laughs> Even Lila would be kind of all, "Hey, what's up with this?" I realize that Cerise gifted this book to you, Carrick, but would you trust me if I said perhaps I should hold on to this because. For the very reasons you yourself have just stated. Because it's practical. Because if you get hold of this and we go out there, you that this will be what you want. And your father will not be pleased. Did we lose Daniel? Maybe. I am here, sorry. No worries. Um, would it be alright for me then to hold on to this? So that it doesn't tempt you? I was gonna, read, all... it. I was gonna read it at bedtime. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately, for all the reasons you have just stated, that is what this, this book is all about. I trust your judgment. What was what was that, Game Master? That was for when he goes to sleep if it would be a prophetic dream. Oh. It's only on a six, right? Only on a six. So, I will hold on to it, and perhaps when we're not in the middle of, you know, following your father's orders, if you would like it, I can go give it to you, but everything about this seems calculated to keep you occupied with your own private pursuits and not with what needs to happen right now. And I, I agree with you. Like This will keep you distracted, and in the meantime, that allows White Star and the Montmeres to work with the Emperor in order to send in troops and divide this domain because even the heir can't be bothered with protecting his own people. So, which still leaves us with the problem of what do we do now? Do we go... I personally, I will say my opinion, but it is a biased opinion because I do believe that we could go with my cousin up to Henge and be of assistance and perhaps even find out more of what the threat of the Imperial troops are. But I think you also know why that is my preference and perhaps I shouldn't have as much of a vote on this as That's Henge Hill in in White Star or is that Faye Mill for House Henge? House Henge has Faymill, which would be the taking the path north. Oh, 
That's Hedge Hill anyway, sorry. Yes, okay, got it. Um, biased as you may be, I actually, I think that that is uh, not too far of a bad idea. Um, much like the troops that Kadam is worried about, we're not exactly um, bloodied too much ourselves. We might want Kaden. I knew that was wrong, but I don't see his picture anymore, so I have to use my brain, and my brain is not reliable. Um, we may want to test our own metal and see if we're capable of doing this the way our liege lord has asked us to, or if we need to regroup and find some other way. And maybe I'm also being naive and just bashing my head straight first into the problem, but that seems to be what we're, is being asked of us to do to an extent. Do you have thoughts, Caden? From just the geography, by the way, to kind mm -hmm. of ex expand on Laura, theoretically, you will be passing by Deerholt on the yeah. way to Feymill. You could just say, well, hey, Cousin Henge, we're going to Deerholt first, and then we're going north. Sure. Yeah, I think it is nothing... With you. Yeah, we would have an idea of what we're facing. That's, um, that's similar to what I was going to say. It's like, what we could do is contact them and say, we're going to start at Deerholt. Why don't you come down south from there, and we'll get them all in, like, and we'll squish them all together, give them nowhere to run to. Who are they? Because bandits. Alden. Oh, okay. Because Alden, Alden, is that was his name? Cousin Henge is already here at at the city with us, so mm -hmm. we would have to, yeah. Because I've got to understand, everyone. No one wants to hire mercenaries other than me, and that's fine. Alright. <laughs> what'd you say it was gonna be something like nine? I mean, yeah, that's so you know. That's a good that's a good cousin. Like you guys currently have thirty-four wealth. Right. So you can spend it, but it's 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 chunk. Right. Yeah, and that's only like moderate wealth. We're moderate. It was it's I here's Laura the player thinks that it's a solid idea. Uh -huh. And in a different scenario, she, my but my character's like that's cheating, and we're honorable. So like, I just need a different character to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> also, if I could just play someone different, that would be a great idea. <laughs> well, you said you could redo your character anytime first three games, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Exactly. I just need to have a character agrees with me. <laughs> that's what I always want. <laughs> That's a great or, idea. or as I think of it, a character who's right. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. just saying, Lila, you want to hook up with my cousin? Give you all the introduction. I'm not <laughs> saying I do. I'm just saying hey, that hey, guys. Cousin, cousin Lila, meet my other cousin. You <laughs> are related to each other. Have a nice day. Well, so one of Lila's undercurrent things is to find the loves. So 
I think that then the current aspect is you guys are going to be marching on Deerholt in the morning with the cousin. Yes. Correct. Is that the vote? Yes. And can I hear that yes from Daniel? I'm down. You're down. Okay. So, Laura, can you give us yeah. a calendar advance? I was going to say, is this a day that I do that? So, it's I do I do... Go to the second day, or do I do day forward, date, date controls? You would go date controls, and you would go one more day. Okay. So now it's January 2nd of 184. Yes. Okay. Um, does everyone have a horse? Yes. My kingdom mm-hmm. for a horse. Okay. Just want to confirm that before we all start riding off. The, I said yes. Did anyone else say yes? Yes. I said yes. I believe so. It would be under your equipment if you have it. All the way at the bottom. I think that if Carrick doesn't have a horse, uh, he doesn't have a horse listed, but he can afford a horse, unlike a lot of other people. Let me just mm-hmm. get him a horse right now then. Mounts. And let's do a do you have and you do have a ride, so let's get you a destrator and a destrator costs a thousand. So Okay, you got a horse now. Yeah. I need a horse. Okay. Um Anyone want to get any other equipment in town before you guys march out? And this does need to kind of be a little urgent because the other guy's leaving in the morning. Sure. He has to get home. Yeah, so if you want to soldiers. go with him, you're going with him. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry? I'm so- Yeah, that's what's... You answered my question. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in particular I need to get. Okay. So, um, yes. I, I do have a question, guys. Is he going to ride with us, or are we going to give him a message to ride back for them to gather their own troops and start going down the line, the road to meet us? Or is he going to actually I, help us salt gear hold? I thought he was going with you, but if yeah, you want to do something different. Yeah, well, I was unclear on that which two were happening. That's why. That was what I understood to be happening was that he was going to be coming with us. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to be. Clear. I know okay. you wanted to do the pincer move type thing, but I didn't think that we had time for that. Was what Patrick said. So he's just going to come with us. Okay. Um. So you're all riding outside of Windbreak for the first time for in a long time for some of you. Um. Your, you've left a note for your your parents um, as you're kind of leaving at the crack of dawn um, and you go past McGrary's palanquins and as they're like washing their palanquins <laughs> in the morning and um, you are writing down um, the particular path. Um, Siobhan's going to be kind of tense. I'm just going to throw that out there. She's going to be kind of tense. Yeah. 
Um, like, I need everyone to roll an animal handling ride just to confirm you're able to control your horses through this territory. Yep, all of you guys are able to control oh. your horses. So many dice! I do like that it color difference as everyone's role, which is nice. Are um, they the same for every person, or are they like just in in order? They should the be color... the same color. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. They're in the color what, of the little dot on the left hand side. Oh, okay. Um. Um. By the way, um, Amon. <laughs> Uh, he is now definitely dressed for kind of battle. Um, he carries a battle axe, and he is in a brigantine armor. Why don't 